The wind whips up the waves aloud The ghost moon sails among the clouds Turns the rifles into silver on the border We're back on the Michael Coolidge Show. The Supreme Court last night made a ruling that is good news for the Trump administration's immigration policy. AP, Supreme Court is allowing a nationwide enforcement of a new Trump administration rule that prevents most Central American migrants from seeking asylum in the United States. The order late Wednesday temporarily undoes a lower court ruling that had blocked the new asylum policy in states along the southern border. The policy is meant to deny asylum to anyone who passes through another country on the way to the U.S. without seeking protection there. I talked about this with Steve Hecht, who lives in Guatemala. He's an American who's lived in Guatemala for over 40 years. And uh, we pre-taped an interview, actually, yesterday afternoon uh, before this Supreme Court ruling. We had no idea. This Supreme Court ruling caught a lot of people by surprise. But as coincidence would have it, we talked about this exact issue, not the Supreme Court ruling on this temporary ruling, but this exact policy about asking to claim asylum in the United States, even though you pass through a country that you clearly could have claimed asylum for. Uh, And we also talked about, and the reason we invited him on was because this uh, piece he wrote about Democrats using children as props to further their agenda, this open borders agenda. A lot of them, it's an open borders agenda. And it, you know, it comes down to these teeny tiny little words in uh, law, in policy, in a rule, in a new administrative rule. And this term accompanied minors versus unaccompanied minors made a gigantic difference in the Obama administration's policies on this. And anyway, he explains that we're not going to play the whole interview. We're going to play the portions that are applicable to what we're talking about here. So uh, here we go. Uh, Asylum procedures until now have been, well, there was a Flores settlement agreement and consent decree between the government and the court 1997. And that created the conditions upon which minors could be detained by the government. In 2015, an Obama-appointed judge changed uh, that to include accompanied minors. Originally, it was only unaccompanied minors. Now, accompanied minors, and you could only hold them for 20 days. So that meant that any group of uh, 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 Aliens who request asylum and have a minor, the adult and the minor can only be held for 20 days. Of course, you can't process them all. And it started to balloon. And last year, there were more than 100,000 a month. This year, more than 100,000 a month coming in. They estimated maybe over 500,000 families for this year. And they had to release those people. And some of them would not have hearings for as much as uh, four or five years. And it's clear so they're, they're not released the, into the – they're not released back to over the border. They're released into the United States, right? Yes, that's correct, pending a hearing. And, and that can take – that process can take up to four or five years if they appeal. And, and, and then if they're deemed not worthy, and 85% don't qualify for asylum, these are economic refugees. The Democrats put it 
as, oh, we're, we're harming asylum. Asylum is an important tool in, in, for refugees. Well, yes, but these are economic migrants. The Democrats were actually pulling economic migrants from all over Central America with the idea that you could get into the United States by having a minor with you. Now, it's very, very dangerous for those minors. Uh, when they cross the border illegally, and you're allowed to cross the border illegally, and then ask for asylum, Congress or Republicans want to change that and say, you can only ask for asylum at an official entry point, which makes sense. So you're putting those children through border crossings in remote areas that is very dangerous for them, and not to speak of the Mexican cartels, which are extremely dangerous. Where would you want your child? In the hands of Mexican cartels or in the hands of the U.S. government? Uh, it's a no-brainer. So the Democrats, Pelosi came out, and Becerra, the attorney general of California, who's uh, leading the uh, 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 charge against Trump's new rules to... Um, to change the, uh, well, to, to fulfill the Flores Settlement Agreement. So these new rules create regional processing centers. So the attorney generals, about 20 of them, are saying that, that that's an indefinite detention, which Homeland Security says is not true. It's only about, uh, they figure they can do it in 50 days. They have great facilities. They have doctors. They have nurses. They have judges. They have everything they need to process these claims. So the legitimate asylum seekers will come in, and the economic refugees who don't qualify for asylum will be sent back. And so the Democrats are saying, no, you have to, <clears throat> you, you, you are harming these children. By detaining them, you're harming them. Well, it seems to me you're harming them a lot more by motivating adults to take these children on a very dangerous journey where some of them are held for ransom, uh, they're abused, there are all kinds of medical problems they suffer on this trip and crossing the border illegally. So by inviting these economic migrants, if they bring minors, that is actually causing harm to children. So I say, to answer your question, that the Democrats are using these children as props so that they can have images that go on, on, on TV that show Donald Trump. They want to portray Donald Trump as an anti-immigrant racist. This is, they don't have any substance to go on anymore. So the only thing they have is, is invective against Trump, and that's what they're doing. The idea of you asking for economic asylum, I mean, that's not part of our law, right? Like, you can claim asylum for, uh, you know, if you live in a communist country or for if you're a, a political minority in a country that is being per uh, persecuted by the government. But this is just simply people, and, and I get it. I mean, I understand why if you live in a really poor country, you want to live in a country that is not so poor and has a really good welfare program if you don't have uh, the means to take care of yourself. They, but they're saying, hey, we're economic migrants. But technically, there's not such a thing as economic asylum seekers, right? Legally? That's correct. There is no such thing. Asylum is for uh, <coughs> persecution. If you're being persecuted for your race, your religion, your ethnicity, your political views, political affiliations, things like that. Right. If you are targeted because of, of belonging to a group, then that's correct. 
and the economic migrants are not targeted. They just simply live in societies that are poorly organized, don't create enough employment uh, opportunities. And so they want to leave and they want to go somewhere else like the United States, where there's lots of uh, uh, opportunity. And that does not qualify for asylum. Being a victim of persecution qualifies for asylum. Finally, I want to ask you about this safe third country deal. Could President Trump, and I know they're they're trying to do this, if he has agreements with some Central American countries, and I know you're, you're you know, somebody who lives in one of these Central American countries in Guatemala, uh, if, if they made deals, if, if President Trump made deals with the leaders of some of these countries, uh, what would be the best case scenario as far as uh, these uh, migrants uh, having safe uh, asylum in a country that borders their own rather than coming all the way through Mexico to the United States on that arduous, dangerous journey? Well, that's a complicated question. The uh, uh, the agreements really haven't been defined yet. In Guatemala, there's an agreement, and we don't really know the terms of that agreement, that it's uh, conceivable that DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, had a study this year and they talked about possibly creating regional processing centers in Guatemala where people could actually apply for asylum in the United States, but they would do it in Guatemala. So uh, the Trump administration respects asylum, and, and they want to let the legitimate people come in. What they don't want is the economic refugees uh, coming in illegally, which is what the Democrats are, 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 are doing. So the details of those agreements are important. Now, if they try to say that you, you, if you come through Guatemala and you don't ask for asylum, which is, could be the, the way the deal goes, then you don't have the right to asylum in the United States. That'll be challenged in court. And, and, and people will be saying that Guatemala doesn't have the conditions for asylum. But Guatemala is a signatory to the uh, asylum agreement. Uh, many countries are. And, uh, you know, yes, there are people that, that apply for asylum in Guatemala. So that is a solution. What Trump is doing is a full-court press. He's he's changing the rules in the United States. He's uh, introducing regulations. Uh, the Justice Department and Homeland Security are doing that. He's making deals with Guatemala. He's negotiating with Salvador and Honduras. He's also negotiating with Panama. So that you know, people that come from other continents that, that are coming through from South America uh, would have to ask for asylum in Panama. And so he's doing everything he can to regulate the flow of aliens into the United States. And the Democrats are doing everything that they can to make sure that the flow keeps coming and, and that we don't know who's who. Yes. Stephen Hecht, who actually lives in Guatemala and is an expert on these asylum laws and and this and this situation that's been going on, he kind of has the long view of this with Central American people wanting to uh, illegally come into the United States. There's a legal way to do it. We welcome people from other countries, any countries of any color, of any religion, uh, any background. You are welcome here. There's a process for doing it. Trying to claim economic asylum, which is not a thing, or trying to sneak in and hope you don't get caught. And if you do, just say, hey, I'm seeking asylum. I'll show up for a hearing in two or three years, whenever you tell me to. And then you go off into the United States like that's the 
that that's a a uh, backdoor way to get into the United States, and it is not the way that it should be. And this Supreme Court ruling last night is a good thing. It's a, it's temporary because, as I understand it, uh, this is going to the, the U.S. Circuit, the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, will attempt to send this back up. Reading back from this AP piece, the high court, the Supreme Court action allows the Republican uh, Trump administration to impose the new policy elsewhere while the court case against it continues. It is unclear how quickly the policy will be rolled out and how exactly it fits in with the other efforts by the federal government to restrict border crossings and tighten asylum rules. So stay tuned. This issue is definitely not over. All right, we will be right back on the Michael Coolidge Show. Stay with us. Business owner David Galica from Armortex explains what they've been up to and what they can do for you. Being able to stay on top of a lot of the current technologies, doing a lot of internet marketing with people. We've been building a lot more websites, also coupling our search engine optimization with social media and pay-per-click campaigns like Google AdWords. We work with people on a monthly basis to really make sure that their website stays fresh, as well as actually starting to implement more business intelligence with it and other ways to capture data and really work with that in your business. Go to armortex.com. That's A-R-M-O-R-T-E-C-H-S.com to get started. Armortex, we fix IT. We know we have a lot of listeners who are into the outdoors and especially hunting. We also know some of you are looking for love. But traditional, extremely wide net casting online dating sites can leave you feeling like a tadpole in an ocean. We are excited to say the buck stops here at huntingforconnections.com. Hunting for Connections is the online dating solution for people who live the outdoor lifestyle. Sign up today for a chance to win two separate multi-night amazing vacation packages at Harpole's Heartland Lodge, a premier hunting and game resort in central Illinois. Oh, and there are a lot of hunters and shooters on Hunting for Connections, but it isn't just for hunters. It's for people who like fishing, camping, biking, hiking, kayaking, archery, off-roading, horseback riding, geocaching. What's geocaching? Yeah, I had to look it up too. It's really cool. Just go to huntingforconnections.com and you'll see what I'm talking about. Huntingforconnections.com. Dating for outdoor enthusiasts. Find them on Facebook and Instagram and of course at huntingforconnections.com. Hunting for Connections is the place to hunt for your connection. 